Welcome to the Shoot in the Cube podcast, the podcast that's hotter than your competition cooker and your first wife. We'll be talking barbecue and more with one of the top pitmasters in the game. Get ready for juicy tips, saucy tricks, and sizzling stories that'll leave you hungry for more. Let's start shooting the cube. Here's your host, Heath Riles. How's it going, everybody? Today, we are joined by Will Hare, one of my good friends and competitors on the Memphis Barbecue Network from Smoke Masters Barbecue. How are you today, Will? Good, man. Good. Good to see you. You too. I appreciate you coming on today. So, Thanks for having me. Just for the people that does not know Will Hare, tell everybody who Will Hare is and about your cooking team <laughs> and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so uh, Smoke Masters started back in, uh, oh, I guess it was 2007. Um, you know, it was 2007, and we actually started under a different name. We, uh, we, we came out as the Back Swine. Uh, it was a bunch of guys that uh, that I started with. We used to play golf and poker and pool and all that other good stuff together. So we took a, a took a swing on the Masters logo and had a nice you know yellow pig with a golf flag sticking out. It was cute and uh, went to uh, you know a couple di- uh, different competitions and we were building a big putting green in the middle of our, our our setup there and it was it was more about the party than it was about the barbecue back then. Of course, I think that's the way we all start on some level. Of but, course. Uh, I mean, you know, you got to make it fun before anything. So, uh, but yeah, we went uh, with that a few years and got tired of explaining to people what the back swine meant every time they asked about it. So a few years later, it became uh, Smoke Masters still pulling on the the golf logo there for a little while and then uh, got away from that. And it just, you know, just became all about the barbecue. And and I guess uh, as, you know, as happens with with teams going down the road, you know, uh, the guys that were cooking with me got a little older and got married and had kids and you know, kids get into sports and, and things of that nature and, and uh, you know, sports, you know, dancing, whatever the girls do now, volleyball, you name it, swimming. Uh, I got, I got, oh yeah, you know, 15, 16 guys on that team. There's you, there's one kid somewhere that's doing whatever you name. <laughs> so uh, it, uh, it dwindled off. We lost a few here, gained a few here. And, and the, you know, the team eventually wore down to I had to sit down and make a decision whether or not this was something I was going to do anymore or whether I was going to, you know, just kind of let it go by the wayside. And I decided I was having enough fun with it, just me and my wife and, you know, the, the few friends that were coming every here and now and then that uh, that I wanted to keep going with it. So I think it was 16 when I um, I hit the competition, competition trail by myself pretty much. I'm not going to say none of the guys. You did. You come out of the gate by yeah, yourself I, I did. With, without I, anybody. The, the very first one I cooked was Butler, Alabama, and it was me. And the wife didn't even come with me on that one. It was just me, and I cooked all three. And uh, I learned real quick it's hard to do all three by yourself and uh, and be any good at anything. But, uh, you know, the, the very first one we threw out there, final in Hall, of course, you know, final in uh, in the NBN is top three, and I think there were only five hogs down there, so it wasn't a wasn't a huge feat uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but it was fun, and uh, and I I hit it from there, man, and I never looked back. We uh, I can remember distinctly sitting at the um, the cue ball, the award ceremony for the NBN that year, and thinking to myself, you know. Top 10 hogs out of, you know, at that time, I think there might have been 15, 16 teams cooking hog. And uh, I said, this is cool, but I, I want more. And uh, I said, I'm, I'm you know, I'm top three next year. Well, in 17, I hit top three. We were second place hog. And then uh, in 18, I hit it. Uh, not only did I win the first place hog, I took the whole smash. Um Course. Yeah, I was still semi cooking a little bit. In yeah, you're a little bit there. There, that's what I was just about to say. I said uh, it was in no uh, no doubt related to the fact that a few of the bigger teams, a few of the more established guys, had 
had dropped back in, in 18 and 19. So I had a little bit of a, a clearer road back then. But, uh, yeah, we got it in 18 and 19 and, and came real close in, in uh, 21. I think we ended up second or third. I'd have to look back at the numbers to, to you know, to be for sure. But uh, And then uh, this year we took first place in pork. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a hell of a run, man. I, I can't argue. It's, it's you know, we well had a lot of fun with it you know i'm gonna ask this before i go on any more competition questions what else do you do besides barbecue what do you do for a living if you don't barbecue full time well um what pays the bills is uh i'm the locksmith for uh, st jude children's next uh children's research hospital um i've been a locksmith for oh god what is it 23 so yeah going on 25 years now because i started in 98 um, that's kind of like a dying it, kind it's, of it's a lot like a lot of the other trades right now it's you know you don't get a lot of guidance counselors pushing kids into being locksmiths or welders or electricians and that's why you've had such a, a hard time with the trades and that's why the trades are making so much more money right now is because there's just not a lot of people doing what we do anymore so it's been a good gig for me I can't I can't denied at all i started out headed towards being a gunsmith um there was a little gun store out in bartlett and uh called witten arms at the time I remember it's changed, arms. yeah it's changed hands two or three times now and i think it's uh don't give me a line I can't did you ever uh, go and daddle sporting goods back in the day oh yeah oh yeah ed uh, mason ed, yeah I, <laughs> ed mason's one of those guys you could sit around at a table with him and talk to him for hours and I could walk in that store and set a truck axle on the table, and Ed would start telling you how you he could turn nice, that into a gun. <laughs> nice gentleman. Oh, man, he was a heck of a guy. He he did some stuff that would really make you think. But, yeah, I, uh, that was where I was headed. And then the, the company that I worked for, Witten Arms, at the time went out of business. And uh, one of the guys who used to come in and shoot with me all the time, uh, Bob Ozy, owns uh, Town & Country Locksmiths on Summer, um, Summer Avenue over there. Had, uh, you know, we had gotten to be friends, and he was like, look, you've got a, a pretty good mechanical aptitude about you. I'd, I think you might be interested in doing this. You know, come hang out with me for a little while and see what you think. Well, the rest is history, so they say, because, uh, you know, that was 98, 99. And now, they had a barbecue team. Am I correct about that? No, not Tyler? that I know of. Uh, he may have cooked with uh, the guys from Sidecar or something like that okay. uh, back in the day. but right. uh, Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Now, now he's, you know. Uh, he and his partner, Bo and Vince, uh, are, are some of those guys that never met somebody they didn't like. You know, they, they can be friends with, a, you know. Oh, they kind of like me then. Oh, well, there you go. Wide open. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, they um, they they supported me uh, uh, getting started in it when I started in, in like I said, seven and eight. And, uh, man, they, they, you know, loaned some equipment out and things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been quite a road, but yeah, the locksmithing still pays the bills. Uh, I started with, uh, like I said, St. Jude in 2014. And, uh, you know, it was one of those deals. I was looking for a better gig where I had, you know, benefits and insurance and all that. I think we all chased those in early days. Oh yeah, days. man. That's, you know, it, you go from how much, you know, how much can I get? Oh, you know, whether you're working per hour or per year, whatever it is, how much money can I put in my pocket? And then all of a sudden, you know, you get to a certain age and it's okay. I'm, I'm looking to get married and have kids and, you know, got to pay the the mortgage and the insurance and all that good stuff. So oh, yeah. it's you know it's whatever you know your your priorities definitely change at some point in your life. But uh, St. Jude's been great to me, man. I tell you, it's I bet it's a great company to oh, work for. Oh God, it's incredible. Well, it really you know, talking about your day job, going back into barbecue and, and talking about competition barbecue. You know, a lot of the listeners, you know, Memphis Barbecue Network's kind of like MB or Memphis in May. Mm-hmm. you know, and turned into that. And we just had Henry Evans on, you know, talking about how the MBN was formed and all oh, that. Yeah. And so out of those three categories, whole hog, shoulder, and rib, I pretty much know the answer to your question. I'm going to say your favorite <laughs> category to cook is hog. 
Is that right? Well, I... Are you trying to change it now a little I'm, bit? I'm shifting gears a little bit. I mean, I, I've won a couple uh, team of the years with whole hog, and and now I will say this: in Memphis and May, for right now, I'm I'm going to stick to cooking whole hog because if I if I move away from whole hog, that means I got to cook against you and, and the other guys. Well, I mean, there, you know, so. I'm I'm hard headed though, Will. I mean, I really feel like that. I mean, every year that I cooked hog or shoulder, I walked the stage except for the last year I was sick in shoulder. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was deathly sick. Shit, probably shouldn't have been cooking down there. I died diverticulitis so bad. But, you know, I wanted to do something that somebody hadn't done in rib. And last year I took a huge swing at it. And I changed everything I'd done. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to try to go back into that same method. I'd really like to be the one that breaks the, the trend. You know me, I'm trying to break all the rules. How long has it been since? 21 long? years since ribs. Since ribs took a grand? And, and who I was, was that, Wheeler? Uh, no, uh, it was not. It was, um, it's in 2002 and it was, um, uh, you wouldn't have asked me. I, <laughs> I know, that's the before my time. If somebody started with a P, I can't pick a, I, it's out there. It, somewhere. it was we somebody. It yeah. It'll be on the board at Memphis in May, you know, out there oh, where yeah. the awards is at, you know, what mm-hmm. it was won with and who it was won by. Absolutely. I mean, but that's the reason I'm cooking rib. But if I wasn't cooking rib, I'd be a shoulder man down there. I get it. I mean, looking, looking at this year's entries in hog and shoulder, it's going to, it's going to be pretty uh, tough between a lot of people, depending on where you're at in the park. I tell you, man, it's you know, this year is um, it's going to be more about competition. Well, it, yeah, and you know everybody's wants to fuss about the fact that they've cut back on the number of teams, but if you really look at the caliber of teams that are on that sheet now, you got some heavy hitters down there. Of course, we're missing Myron, which that's that's his own oh, fault. Excuse though. me, yeah, that's it's not not nobody's. No, that's that's just a scheduling conflict, from what I understand. Now, and I he could have canceled that class and come on to Memphis and change it to the next week. Hey, I. You know. I'm not going to, you know, you, you got to do what, what pays the bills, right? And then, you know, Myron's got his livelihood just like everybody else does. I don't so. blame him. He's a guaranteed winner that day. That, there you go. There you go. He's bringing in I the – I think he's probably going to make more than the winner will in Memphis <laughs> yeah. May that weekend. Probably work a little less. Well, and, you know, it, it, it's it's hit or miss with, with – with hog for me, I'm either I'm you know past and I, I you're either fourth or, or, or yeah. second or first. <laughs> well, that seems to be the way it's going the last few. You years. don't have a lot of third place trophies though in hog. Tell me if I'm no, wrong about I, that. I, me personally, yeah. no, I don't. I don't have any third. Uh, not at Memphis May. I don't have any third. No, I'm talking about on general on the circuit. Oh no, no, I'm either I'm either first or second, or I'm you know fourth, bottom. Yeah, fifth. bottom of the pack. Yeah, right, bottom of the pack. That <laughs> was either like me and Rib. I mean, I'm either going to win it or fourth, yeah. or I'm way out of the charts. Either knocked it out of the park, or you. you I mean, I either it. hit yeah. my marks that day, and it just depends on everything going on. Yeah. Well, you know, you you said you're kind of leaning more toward pulled pork now. Well. It, Pork and ribs is what we're, we're starting to concentrate on. Now, I'm not going to say I'm getting out of hog because I'm, I'm still cooking hog. I'm going to cook one at South Haven the next weekend. You can cook one at big money contest. Yeah. kind of my mentality, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. You're yeah. not going to waste your time no. on a $600 first place no, anymore. Exactly. Not when I'm buying a $500 hog and, and doing all that prep work. It's, you know, it's a lot for a little in that aspect. But these contests, and there again, South Haven doesn't have that big of a purse on, on hog, but it's it's a it's a warm-up. What's it, $1,000 first place? I think it's 800 um, I just looked at it, and I, you know, because I looked at the new one that they're doing in uh, Peavine, so I may be confusing the two. It may be a thousand. I'm not 100 percent sure. I can't remember. It's been so long. I'd, yeah, I'd have to look back at the numbers, but, um, but yeah, like you said, uh, the I've, I've got three more before Memphis and May, so I kind of want to get geared up. I know I'm cooking one at Southway, South Haven. I'm probably going to cook one at Greenwood. I don't know if I'm going to drag one down to Peavine because that's a new contest, and and although the trophies are incredible, I don't know if you've seen them yet or not. They look like the 
Atoka trophies and the Ruleville trophies oh, got yes. together and had a baby. Yes. They're gorgeous. I did see them. Trains on top of a like a butcher block. Man, it's a great looking trophy. I told Candace I would like to go down there and cook that, but I don't have the time. Uh, <laughs> I get it, man. I don't. You got all this going on. I don't have the time. <laughs> well, well, so you're cooking on the backwoods for your whole hog, right? Yep. And so, tell me if I'm wrong, you're cooking your pork on a pellet grill, right? No, I was. Uh, we were cooking on Yoder's. Um, I, I brought a... Switched. Yeah, I switched over and brought. I bought a uh, matter of fact, uh, the ACP from Kevin. KO. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's what I'm cooking my pork on now. And depending on the day, um, I'll either cook the my ribs on if I get everything done in time where I've got a clean grill. I'll cook the ribs on the ace because man, that's a rib cooking machine right there. I mean, those are some good grills. You yeah. can't knock it old hickory now. No, not so. not a bit. Um, and if I don't, um, I've got a, a an old backwoods party that I fire up for the to get those ribs started, but. I'm still finishing them off on that on that ace, man. That something about yeah, that dry setting heat. That bark. Yeah, something about that dry heat, man. It's that top rack does it quick. It you don't does. Take long. It does. <laughs> don't take Austin long. Dukers, uh, one of the guys that cooks with you a lot, taught me how to cook that. Man, he cooks a three hour rib on that damn thing. <laughs> it's it works. You know, it I'm a three hour three hundred rib on my on my grill now on the outlaw. On the outlaw. Three hour, three hundred. Okay, I guess I'm getting into this hot Needles fast up, game. Baby. Maybe there's something for it. Well, you know, talking about that, are you going to cook very many contests this year on the on the Memphis side? Uh, on the Memphis side, I'm cooking. I think I'm cooking everything they're doing, with the exception of, and here we go again. I'm missing Murfreesboro one more damn time. Um, you going down to the Delta? Well, yeah. Uh, she keeps throwing that ten thousand dollar belt out there, man, and I want that ten grand. I want it bad. <laughs> I really would wish the NBN would kind of get together and. Separate those Fix dates. that situation off of Murfreesboro. That way you give everybody the opportunity to come chase those points. Yeah. Everyone to do it. Because some people like me is never going to go. I'm not worried about chasing the points, but I might go cook one of those other contests in the Delta if I wasn't busy. But I'm going back to Murfreesboro every year. Yeah. It's just a thing I for get me. It. And it's. It was my first GC, and so that's why I keep going. There back. are this year because they added another one to the Delta. There's five in the. Yeah, five in the Delta. I'm sorry. I'm having to add them up in my head. Um, and I think there there's Greenwood and Peavine that come before, um, well before the Murfreesboro contest. I mean, uh, I think it's Murfreesboro and Ruleville are on the same day. And uh, and I could be wrong about that because I think something flip-flopped this year. But I, here again, I'd have to look at the schedule. But I'm going to have to take a hard look at how I do on the first two. And if I'm not really in the running on that belt, I may pack up and go to Murfreesboro. I, it's a bucket list contest for me. I've always wanted to go. Well, you know how I feel about Murfreesboro. I tell you, so. man. That's a, and you guys are killing it down there. Yeah, we we've been all right there. Uh, yeah, I, I see them. I think eight times. <laughs> yeah, eight times. I'm telling you, man, that's that's a heck of a I'm, heck of an accomplishment. I think that contest may be the most in any of them on the circuit. I think uh, South Haven maybe six or seven. I've won it really? six or seven times. Wow. Yeah, I've won all of them multiple times, including the jig. That's that's one of my. I've got two left that I that I want to grand that I haven't granted. I, I kind of want to go back over with a hog wheel. Mm. Wait, give me a, give me another year. Or you two know, if you thinking would. about that, who else can say they had done that with all three? Real yeah. children. I mean, I know it's a Memphis and May thing too, but you know. And I thought Blues Hog would have been in rib this year if taking a first pork, a first yeah, hog. First but they're hog. back in hog this year. Man, I tell you, with that that what are they calling it? The mega drum, I guess is what they're calling it now. Yeah. Man, I, I tell you, it's. It's a mega cooker. It's a thing, man. It's a thing. I tell you, when you got to have a winch to raise the lid on your cooker, of course, you're not far away with that outlaw. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I got right. long arms. Yeah, no doubt. Well, well you know, talking about you're going to be cooking those contests year and all that kind of stuff, who would you say is your biggest competition so far this year on the Memphis side? Oh, Lord. Um, the guys that took team of the year last year, Poker Porkers, um, about middle of the way last year, and I tease Lance about this all the time, I said about middle of the way last year he found something. I don't know what he found. 
But whatever it is that he's got a taste in that judge's mouth, and they got to have it. I, I keep teasing him that he must have finally stumbled onto the blues hog train. But uh, something he did, something he changed, and man, it's working. He's hitting. I, I mean, I think he's tripled five out of the last eight, and uh, I don't do that ever. I, I mean, I I think I've got. I I know as a matter of fact, I've got one triple in the in my history, and that was Newbern last year. That was the first triple I ever had. Um, but uh, I don't you know, know how many I've had. Well, a lot of it stems from the fact that I don't cook all three all the time. You know, there for a while I was cooking hog and rib and wasn't doing shoulder because it, it's hard for one guy to do it all. Yeah. Um, but um, now that I'm backing down off a of hog and not cooking hog all the time, it's shoulder and rib a lot of the time. And there you go. You, you still don't have a, a, a triple. But, you know, I got doubles right and left. But, uh, yeah, the triple is if, – if you're doing it by yourself, man, it's – I'm not telling uh-huh. you anything. It's tough. Oh, yeah. Back when it was all the on sites, it was rough. So Lance is going to be your biggest competition well, of the year? I, I, yeah, between it's between him and and probably uh, if Nick Wolfolk uh, makes it back into the into the pack again this year, I hadn't seen him much, but I know he said he wasn't going to cook a whole lot before South Haven. So his work schedule, I think, has got him. Yeah, well, I mean, heck, we've had a lot of uh, a lot storms. of storms. Yeah, uh, disasters here lately, and that kind of that kind of jerks him out of the you know out of the competition circuit, puts him on, working on the road because he's I know he's been out in uh, Florida for a while and and down in. Um, North Mississippi, Southern Mississippi, where they had all those tornadoes come through. I don't know if those guys made it up to Covington or not, or if there was another crew. That yeah, I don't know that. if they did or not. But uh, yeah, they've they've got all they can do feeding all the people they do. And man, I tell you, it's a it's a labor of love. It's got to be because that's a that's a lot of dadgum work cooking for that many folks. It is. Well, do you feel like cooking a hog has its advantages over cooking a rib or a pork in the uh, MBN? In the MBN right now, I would say. Yes and no. Yes, it has an advantage because, quite frankly, the field is a lot smaller. It, it's always been. I mean, even at a contest like, look at a toko uh, two weeks ago. You had 55 ribs, 51 shoulders, and 10 hogs, or 13 hogs. Hey, at least you had 13. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a lot more than we used to have. Uh, you know, we used to be, we'd struggle to get, you know, five or six, but. Uh, I don't know, I seen, I think one year there were 16 hogs out there at a toko. Yeah, it's uh, it's constantly. But Atoka a big and South Haven always draw more because Ato- of Memphis and yeah, Bay. Yeah, Atoka, yeah. South Haven, and then in the Arlington. fall, Arlington draws a big, yeah, big number. That, uh, I think they had twelve or thirteen last year. But um, but yeah, it's it's a big uh, it's a big pack out there. But it, there again, you're looking at the numbers tw- or thirteen versus fifty five. You know, it, it's an advantage if you're if you're good at cooking hog. Now there's a lot more to screw up cooking a hog. Well, than I mean. Yes and no. Maybe I look at it different. I mean, too, you still got to win a table regardless. You still got to carry the score. You're not going to the table but with six people. This is true. I mean, so it kind of just depends on how many tables they're running per category and all that. They ran three in Atoka, and first and second place came off of our table, which was odd to me, but that's the way it fell. Uh, And that was what – I can see that when you got three tables. Yeah. I mean, it's bound to happen. I mean, seen it all the time. So what what is your what's your biggest win you've had so far? Or your proudest moment so far since you've been Ooh. cooking? Well, um, I hate to keep hankering back to Atoka, but I've been after that train for ten years. <laughs> That's, uh, Has it really? I mean, I texted really you the other day. Congratulations on that! After yeah, you won that contest, man, it's, and it's been ten years you've been trying to get that, that train. I, I cooked that tra- contest the very first year they had it, and. Uh, and that's I've been, I've tried to get the, a first place or a grant. I've got numerous second and like you were saying before, I got numerous seconds and fourths down there. Don't have any thirds for some reason, but never been able to pull a first place down there and uh, and or a grand for any stretch of the imagination. But I didn't win the very first one. Did you not? No, I don't. I don't know. I didn't win the very first one. I think that either Craig or Boards Night Out may have won the 
first one, but I'm thinking Craig won I, it. I want to say that was around the time that, that Boar's Night was really kicking in. No, so it may have been. I don't know. They were on their way out because I oh, was, was on my way was? in. Oh, is that what it was? Because that contest, I remember we hit a first, a second, a fourth, and a first sauce. We hit a fourth rib. I got you. Second shoulder, first hog. I do remember that because a brand new pair of backwoods I was cooking on mm. at the time. And the only reason I for certain know this, it popped up in my Facebook memories. <laughs> Uh, you know, last week. Gotta so love Facebook. Everybody. That's the only reason I know I didn't grand, but I can tell you that the next three years I granted three years in a row. Wow. Yeah, well that I mean that that one's top of my list. Um and my second place at Memphis and May in nineteen, that that was that's probably my my biggest achievement so far. So how many fourth place trophies do you have at MB at, at Memphis and May? Two. Uh, two. Tw- uh, 21 and 22. I, I was thinking you had three. No, I've got a tw- I've got a third place in 2012 in rib, which isn't in really mine. It's the team. My brother actually cooked that rib. And uh, and then... In, That's right. Y'all did used to cook rib at mm-hmm. Memphis. I'm forgetting about that. Yeah, we that. didn't start cooking hog in, in Memphis. Until and you made them switch. You said you took my mentality. I remember <laughs> this now. I'm just coming back to me. You said whatever I win with at the end of the year, yep. that's what I'm rolling in Memphis and May with. You're right about that. That's exactly what I did. And... Uh, well, that and I was standing around on the, you know, at the stage, and I remember this conversation distinctly because it was me and uh, Jonathan Huddleston, Tracy Hobson, and Jeff Jones were standing at the stage um, watching awards. And Tracy or uh, Jonathan Huddleston turned around and looked at me and goes, "Why in the hell aren't you cooking hog?" Because eight of the nine guys that they called in top ten, I had beaten the weekend before. <laughs> you know? And he was like, "Why are you not cooking hog?" And I said, "You know what? It's a good question." And uh, next year we cooked hog and came in came in second. Uh, missed the Miss first place to um, at that point it was hometown, but it was uh, Marcio and the guys that are now cooking for um, Hog Addiction. Yeah, and uh, Dustin and and um, I'm sorry, not Dustin. Um, my, my brain just went blank. Anyway, hometown the uh, those guys uh, beat me by a thousandth of a point point oh one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, those are always the worst yeah. ones. It's especially on that stage, man. Getting beat by point oh one, it'll break your heart. I tell that story every year in my uh, judge's presentation, but it is what it is. So, you know, talking about that hog, you cook your hog running style, mm-hmm. right? And so do you see that it has an advantage because you cook that and I cook belly up, a belly up hog. What advantages or disadvantages do you see of either or. Well, my advan- the the reason I cook belly up, or excuse me, the reason I cook running style, the, the advantage I see is presentation. So if in a competition like Memphis and May or an NBN competition where you're dealing with on-site judges, even if it's just in finals, um, presentation is a lot of that. It's not that it's so much of the score, but it is a lot of the score, but it's the, the actual mindset of the judges. When they, you know, they get in there and they, I pop that lid, it still looks like a pig. <clears throat> excuse me. It, it, you know, it, not that it doesn't when it's, you know, when it's belly up, but it, I don't know, it just presents better in my opinion. And it's all opinion. I mean, that's, God knows you've won, you know, way more than I have with, with my hogs, but. I wish I'd have kept a count on how many I've cooked my life. Oh, God almighty. I, I can't even uh, think Do you that. have a clue of Some, how many you've cooked? No, somebody, I mean, I've been cooking at least 15 to 17 competitions now for six, seven years, so. Do the math. It's upwards of a hundred easy, but I mean, and in the grand scheme of things, that's not anywhere close to, especially your numbers. I'm, I mean, I'm probably over two hundred, yeah. but nothing. I mean, that's not big and numbers then you add to in me. Catering and and yeah. you know parties. I used to cook three every year for the Liberty Bowl. There you go. I mean, you know, and yeah. so I'm including that in my numbers. I'm over two hundred. Yeah. That's catering and all, and I, I, you know. I know I've burned up a backwoods and a half. Let's put it that way. A lot of work. I got <laughs> yeah. nothing waiting on you to finish I, it. I get up. that. I get that. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you know, I've always cooked the hog belly up, just cook, hold its own juices. Yeah, and whatnot. cooking in the bowl of that skin, it, it's definitely got its advantages as far as moisture and, and flavor content. But I've always liked, though, the running style, like you said, the look of it. Uh, if you keep the skin a golden color mm-hmm. and you're setting the bark on your loins and all that, you trim mm-hmm. them back and you kind of keep them protected until right there at the end and yeah, you're sprinkling I've, your rub getting, on or your sauce. And, yeah, I'm getting and bark on, on just about three quarters of the round. Yeah. There on that once it's trimmed back and injected up so that it's you know it's puffed yeah, up above up. that 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 uh, cavity there and all of it's got to do with trimming oh, how absolutely. you trim every bit of it's mm-hmm. got to do with how you trim and I'll tell you um, a lot of it for us with the decision to go running style was had to do with where we learned to do it and uh, Pete and Melissa were the ones that taught me how to cook a hog you know we took a class from them down at their place and that's how they cook it and. Uh, well, you've changed yours up from that, though. You keep yours kind of in that, that tucked under position. I, I do a little bit different than she is, but that's where I got my basis. So it's, yeah, she's actually, she's cutting more of a, a channel in the top and, and, and doing everything down in where I'm bringing mine up. up. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. different, but it's the, the thought process, the, the theory is the same yeah. um, to a certain extent. Yeah. But it well, works. It works for me. And um, so... I'm assuming the backwoods is your favorite grill, then. If you well, it's if you're talking about cooking hog, yeah. And I've you know I've got Lord, I got six or seven of the daggum things. I, I've got a party. I've got a uh, the G2 party. I had a chubby at one time. Um, looked at buying a uh, a piglet a while back before I got into that uh, that old hickory to cook shoulders on. And and uh, had I not ever cooked on that old hickory, I'd probably have it. But I will tell you one thing, man, it's, there's something about those old hickories. I'll say it again. It, it's just so you still cooking shoulders and butts, or are you all butts? No, I'm I'm shoulders and butts. I'm cooking butts for a blind box, and then shoulders for presentation. They just present better. Now I will tell you this: at, at Newbern last year, I presented with both. I set a shoulder and a butt because I had one left. I didn't burn all. F- I, I usually cook four butts for blind boxes, and I didn't burn all of them for building my blind box. And I had a really pretty one sitting there, so I said, "You know what? I'm gonna." That's I'm gonna, always smart. Will. Yeah, I'm gonna take a shot. I set both of them on the table. I said, "Here's the difference. You know, this is what they let us cook. Now, this is a shoulder. This is a butt." And, you know, break it down, tell them what the, you know. Now, did you win first place pork? I did. I took first place pork, first place hog, and Dustin beat me in ribs by, oh, I don't know what the score was, but it was right there, man. <laughs> he just barely got me. But you know, I did take the grand with that hog, so. Well, going back to the barbecue contest, what's the weirdest thing, uh, you know, that's ever happened to you at a barbecue contest? Oh, Lord. That's a good question. Weirdest thing that's ever happened. Well, I'll. I like to tell the story, but I wasn't actually there. Um, my team, we were cooking on an older, uh, kind of a backwoods copy when we first got into cooking hogs. And a lot of the people that are in the circuit or on the league know this story because we set one on fire down at uh, Smoking Aces in Tunica back in, I think it was 12, 11 or 12. I can't remember, but uh, we were playing around with, you know, uh, the backwoods has that water pan underneath. Well, this cooker that we were, it, it was a, a homemade one, stainless steel one that somebody had built. We were playing around with using uh, sand in the bottom. Well, the, the, the sand holds that moisture and it holds that temp better than just water. Problem is, is you don't have a way to drain grease out of sand. Sand soaks it up. Well, we didn't kind of factor that into our thought process. And uh, yeah, that, that bad boy <laughs> burst into flames. So uh, you pop the grill, pop the lid of the grill open to take a look at everything. As soon as the oxygen got in there, it flashed. And yeah, it, I think it took 16 uh, fire extinguishers to get that bad boy put out. Wow. <laughs> Luckily enough, we were able to jerk the uh, 
uh, we I say we because it was my team, but I wasn't there. I, I had a uh, I think I had surgery that weekend or something. But anyway, they were able to pull the rack out, set the hog over on the table, get the cooker, the grease put out in the cooker. They changed out the sand, fired it back up, stuck the hog on there. Still took fourth place with it. <laughs> you know so. that's pretty incredible i guess it was wrapped up the whole way oh yeah yeah it was at that point it, it was wrapped for the night because all the that's where all the grease came from all that fat had already rendered so they wow. were they were real close at that point in time but yeah it was a mess man <laughs> so i know you've cooked a lot of uh mbn contests have you cooked in any other sanctioning bodies you've done in kcbs or I've, sca events or anything cooked, like that uh, i've cooked a couple of the scas that were in conjunction with uh with mbn contests uh cooked a couple of them in atoka uh in the past few years cooked one at um where was that marion back when it was uh, the esperanza bonanza that doesn't happen anymore um although i think i heard that one's coming back next year um uh, i think logan's bringing that back as a um down syndrome benefit so oh, that'd be good yeah i'm looking forward to that contest that was one of my favorites i took the last two shields and, and helmets you remember that story <laughs> man i don't even get me started on that bullshit i'm gonna go ahead and say that out now about a coin toss well, well you know somebody, whoever turns, somebody's gotta win somebody's gotta lose doesn't you know, matter whether it's right you know and i know a lot of the, nobody's going to know what we're talking about yeah. here. And, and so I'm all, I, I got to quit it that was, one right uh, now. Yeah. I could go into a spiel about that. It one. was bad. I'm sure you can. And I'm sure the bad part about that whole situation is probably not the way it was determined, but it was the way that it was told. Yeah, it was the way that it was presented. I have a feeling and, you're right. And, and, you know, and so now I look back and I'm just glad I, I just dropped it. Yeah, uh, you know it happens, man. But it, uh, but yeah, I cooked an SCA up there, and uh, I don't know. I I get into the steak thing, and I, I I appreciate the guys that do it. But man, there's there is so much, only so much you can do with a, a you know an inch and a half piece of meat <laughs> that big, and these guys are flavoring those things up so crazy. It's just you know I agree. And how many rubs can you put on one steak? Exactly. Man? I see some of these guys out here putting eight rubs on it and doing all this, and I'm like, man, just give me a bottle of garlic jalapeno and get the hell out of the way that's exactly what and you know i'll get lucky you know and i go out there once every few years and i still get a call and i laugh at this all the time <laughs> and i know it's gotten a lot a lot more you know meticulous and professional the sca mm-hmm. has but the first time that that the sca ever kind of merged with barbecue and started doing stuff i don't think you were there at an nbb nbbqa event in nashville no i was not and you know i won both of them back-to-back days and from all the steak champions and all that mm-hmm. and you know i was just man i'm just cooking a steak like i do at home that's it <laughs> i mean that's, two that's minutes aside you know what i mean yeah. two minutes to spin it yep, two, two minutes flip it, flip it four yeah. minutes 550 degrees for inch and a quarter and it'd be a perfect medium rare every time well i will say this that i'll give the sea one thing they made me buy a pk and that's not a bad thing so <laughs> you know i have a couple pks and you cannot go wrong with them they you travel really well that yeah. original one kind of fits down off in the bottom down yeah, there absolutely. and you carry it anywhere yep you're not going to tear it up and it's something you'll pass down to kids or you'll find it out in a field somewhere and that's what i was telling uh i forget who i was having this conversation with somebody up in atoka the other day i said uh i said yeah this is the first one i bought i bought it five or six years ago i said but it's not the first one i ever cooked on i said my grandfather had one of these things back in 1974 (laughs) and uh it was you know it was a different shape and all but good lord man that company's been around for Ever. Yeah, they were they were been around a long time. So, and I know you've competed in a handful of KCBS. Yeah, I've contests, done a, I've right? done a handful of KCBS. Um, I, the first one I ever cooked was uh, down in Shriners in uh, Desoto County, and 
took a fifth place chicken down there, and I think that's the best KCBS call I've ever had. Well, didn't you go cook? Follow us one time over yeah, to Alabama. Went to Alabama to cook to Sam's Club. Well, cook I did. or something. Got got my teeth kicked in, but yeah, I did. Uh, and that was the year I, I had had you know kind of decided that I. Well, you had broke away and KCBS. kept doing things. I yeah. remember you calling me a few times. Oh, KCBS yeah. is fun. Oh, uh, don't get me wrong. I, mean, I had a great time doing it. I just it takes a a, a different style, a different type of, of flavor profile, and a different type of dedication. But well, where's everybody holler flavor profile? At? <laughs> I cook the same thing no matter where I go in the country. I, I mean the same identical use, thing. I don't use any heat barely in in my MBN stuff. Hardly at all. Uh, I use a little bit. Well, of, I just got a little back end heat. Yeah, well, and that's well, and matter of fact, I'm getting it from your honey chipotle, and, and that's that's where I get my heat in the MBN, and it's just a little bit just on the end. And every time I cook that flavor profile in, in KCBS, I end up just new. Nobody likes it. Murdered. Yeah. Man. But uh, I went to Savannah a uh, year before last, and. Uh, now they it used to be a big contest. Was it a big contest then? There were a bunch of people there. I think it was thirty eight teams, which I, I don't know the in the grand scheme of things that's not huge for KCBS, but it it seemed big to me. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, because I, I I judge a contest by looking at the you know the number of the list, and when I looked down the number of the list at that contest, there were thirty eight, and I was like thirty six or thirty seven. So that that uh, that didn't make me feel good. But uh, I've had some good runs at KCBS. I've had some bad ones, but uh, it's something I'm gonna start hitting a lot more here. Uh, real soon. I, I, I think it's good to diversify and be able to absolutely know, go absolutely. and that was kind of what I wanted to do. I mean, I was doing really good at NBN and had my focus and there wouldn't, but about you know fifteen contest, mm-hmm. you know, in NBN. And that's the, the thing, yeah. It, you max out at, at NBN fifteen to seventeen, depending on the year. Now we're, we're we've picked up a couple more here and there, but it seems like every time they pick one up, they lose one somewhere. So I, I you know, I don't know what the the end game is there as as, as far as keeping contests long term but they're making some changes and and like they always do they're trying to trying to I think everybody's trying to be proactive every organization right now there's a lot of uh I mean, let's face it, man. After COVID, I think a lot of businesses have struggled. You look at everybody's looking at the way they do things a little bit differently in these contests. And you take the travel expense a lot of judges take in and face, and they don't win any money. They just come and judge barbecue. And so you kind of got to please a whole crowd. It's hard on an organizer. It's it's hard on, I mean, the teams trying to travel there when gas is still four fifty a gallon in a lot of places. You know, let's face it. (laughs) Pork is, you know. A little bit more expensive than it was. Mm-hmm. Butts were more expensive. Ice is more expensive, and so everything. When you got to add every bit of that up, and uh, you know we're fortunate enough to be partnered with Charcoal Company. We're, mm-hmm. You're both partnered with Royal, Royal Oak, and uh, you know I can remember at the time I was buying all of it back then, and I was spending on average two thousand dollars a week before, and that was without the entry fee to the contest. Yeah, and you, a lot of these, you look at the the best case scenario, you walk over the grand, you're only putting twenty four hundred back in the bank. So I can't. I'd have to look back what year it was but i think i won eighty eighty six thousand one year mm-hmm. but i cooked 31 events 32 but i won cooked 32 and i won 15 that year five kcbs out of 10 i cooked and i cooked 15 it's MBN not a bad track record and, and won 10 of them <laughs> and then i know one year the year before in nbn i think i won 12 and one year i won 13 so eighty six thousand in winnings what were your expenses That'd be the question. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, the way we were rolling, I think about 70-something. It wouldn't much, but that was a hotel. That oh, was yeah. everything, gas, going out to eat. That's one of the reasons we went with the toilet. That was everything. 
And so, yeah, y'all are cooking out of a toy hauler, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, we moved into that. Uh, we bought it in 20. It was COVID purchase. Uh, the wife and I wanted to, you know, get out of town, do some things, and, and enjoy ourselves as much as we could in that type of atmosphere. And, and it, it limited itself to doing something like that because hotel rooms just weren't there. They were shut down at that point in time. So we bought that thing and, and eventually rolled it into something we're cooking out of. And I, it took a little while to get it ironed out, but, man, I like it now. You like that bathroom and that bed, right? Oh, God, I'm mighty. I so have y'all still got your big other black trailer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't use it at Memphis? Well, I use it when I'm cooking hog uh, most of the time. Now, I do have another small backwoods that I cook uh, when I'm in the RV that I, you know, I'll set up next to the side of it, but, uh, it's, um, it's generally for, for just pork and ribs, but, uh, you know, the, the, the big black ones is still going to, yeah, it's still going to be at Memphis and May. It's not going anywhere. That man, that's, I don't blame you. It's paid for. Yeah, I exactly. It. Exactly. You get one of them things paid for, you kind of leave it in the driveway if you have to. Well, is there anybody that you uh, look up to in the barbecue world as a oh, as a mentor or an so idol? Many. I lo- I tell you, man, uh, I I kicked around for so long and never never won much of anything until I started talking to the guys that had been doing it longer and and doing it better than I was. You guys, I mean, you remember the year we were at Ruville? I walked across the street to you and I was like, "Look, man, I, I need some help," and you know, so. It started right there. I got I took information from you. I took information from Mark West. I took information from Jeff Jones. I took information, a lot of it, from Pete and Melissa. Um, but and I think that's the way a lot of guys are doing it now. You kind of do what you can to shorten your your learning curve. Of, yeah, your learning curve. That's exactly the the right phrase. You shorten that learning curve by learning from the guys who you know have figured it out, and you take what they've you know what they've done, and you build on that. So. That's, right. that's what I've kind of done, and, and it's worked for me. So, But, yeah, I, I have quite a few mentors in, in this uh, life. <laughs> well, where, out of all your travels, where did you say has some of the best food you've eaten when you have went to a barbecue contest, not barbecue, you know, that you've been to restaurant-wise? What's some, one of your favorite foodie-type barbecue cities that you've been to while traveling? Oh, or, no. Or restaurants? I will say uh, Katie and I uh, – Took a trip last year, um, or no, it was year before last, 20, 2021 anyway. That numbers doesn't matter. Um, we went and, and took the camper and went over to uh, my wife's sister lives in Oklahoma City. We picked her up and headed straight south. We were going to camp on the beach down in uh, Port Aransas. And uh, so in between Oklahoma City and Port Aransas, Texas, there's a little state called Texas. And uh, there's a bunch of barbecue restaurants in that joint. So we hit we hit up Black's and we hit up Chisholm Trail. and, and uh, Did you go to Kreitz Market or any of that? Is there uh, Smitty's. Went to Smitty's. Went to uh, tried to hit up uh, Franklin's, but uh, missed that missed that boat by about two or three hours. Um, but yeah, we hit up a bunch of them down there. And I tell you, I'm not as accomplished of a brisket cook as I'd like to be. Um, but that that taught me a lot. And my brisket my brisket game has has stepped up quite a bit since then. And uh, but that I will say. Traveling down through Texas, some of the best food I've had, man. And it's, it's so simple. different from what you see in Memphis. It's so simple. Exactly. It's salt and pepper, man. Well, I think what separates Texas also is the post oak. Yeah, exactly. That, it's a different kind of smoke than you're getting up here. Yes, that flavor that the post oak is putting off. You can still cook with salt and pepper if you want to at home, but oh, yeah. it's not the same no. as the post oak. Not if you're burning hickory and apple and cherry and all that stuff like That's we right. do. So it, it And it's, you know. It's such a, but what I've found every time I go to Texas, I mean, I'm a bigger guy. I'm going to get the heartburn. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's from such the wood, the dominant wood flavor. Absolutely. It's so good, and it draws you in. That's why those tums stay in the trailer. <laughs> you know, you're right. Well, you know, I take a pill for that now. And well, I, there you go. I can Start tell you, tech. I used to eat tums 40 on north, and mm-hmm. I quit. 
and uh, I take one pill a day, and it's the best decision I've ever made in my life. I get it. I get it's it. It's been good. Are you still, do you manufacture any products still or anything yeah, like I've that? Yeah, I've still got some rubs out on the market. Now, um, I will say I use them a little bit in competition, but uh, since I've picked up, you know, uh, brand ambassadorships from uh, people like yourself, I, I don't use mine as much in, in competition as I used to, but I do still use them a little. Um, I've got three rubs on the market. I, my premium barbecue rub, which is just a, a good old Memphis sweet rub, um, works good on on just about everything. Um, my buddy Jonathan down in, in Mississippi runs Girls in Mississippi down there. Says it's one of his best-selling chicken rubs. I, I was like, okay, <laughs> if you say so, man. I, I never in my life marketed it as a chicken rub, but, man, it, it blows off the shelf down there for that. Um, I have my Memphis Magic, which is my SPG. Uh, and it, I, I, when I started making stuff, I tasted a lot of what was out there and what other guys were doing, and I decided what changes I wanted to make. So, um my SPG's got a little bit of a citrus back end to it, so it's not something you, you really pick up in, in most of the SPGs on, on the market. Now, your uh, citrus rub is has got hints of, uh, but your, your your notes are a lot heavier than mine are. My citrus is way more of a back end, but, and, and it's uh, I, I've got two or three different kinds of garlic in it and different salts and peppers, and it's it works real well. Um, I do use it as a base rub on my hog because I use a, a heavier granule in that than I do, or that I find in uh, the garlic jalapeno uh, of yours, which is what I use on my pork and my ribs, but uh, I mean on my, yeah, yeah, pulled pork and ribs, but, um, and then I've got my beef rub, which is uh, my Memphis Moo, and uh, it's kind of built off of my SPG, um, and I added in some beef notes and some uh, some different paprikas and things, and just to give it a little color, and uh, it's my go-to brisket and steak and burger and All anything that. beef, uh, but those are the three I'm working with right now. I've got a sauce that I'm real close to releasing, but you know how it is, man. You want it to be perfect when you get it out there. And uh, Believe me, I was going <laughs> to release my glazes all the way since last year at Memphis because, you know, I've been making homemade glazes for five or six years. Yeah, the we whole talked time about it a long yeah. Well, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, my glazes are coming. Well, good. They're coming. Some unique flavor profiles. Uh, uh, they should be here by Memphis. Good. I'm so glad to hear it, man. That's Congratulations. I know that's been a labor of love. Yeah, you have no idea how much <laughs> I've went back and forth and tweaking and this and that and, and trying to get the it. consistency level right. And then you got to, what a lot of people don't realize, you need to set it on the shelf and let it sit there two months. Mm. I want to see how it's going to so perform meld, on the yeah. shelf and how make sure it's not going to get over thick or anything like that. I mean, those are all kind of testing grounds that we've had to battle. A lot of people don't realize a lot of that. That's a lot of the problem I'm having with my sauces is by the time it sits and cools and does everything it has to do to get to a commercial packaging, it's almost like jello when you're pouring it out of the bottle and nobody's going to buy that. That's right. No matter how good it tastes or how well it works, it, it's got to it's got to work out of the bottle. Yeah. And uh, I've had some issues with that myself. That's easy to fix. Working. I can teach you. Well, good, good. Ain't nothing but some water, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's one thing I'm not using, so maybe that's where it's at. Well, do you have any plans to uh, – I guess you just hit on that about jumping into a sauce. I was going to say, do you have any plans of expanding your brand? Eventually. You know, or growing it even more? Are you still – and I know you have a YouTube channel, and so are you still making videos and well, doing anything we, with YouTube uh, channel? we killed our YouTube channel uh, a couple years ago just out of out – of, uh, my YouTube channel was born out of COVID. 
COVID because it was needed something. To do. Yeah, I needed something to do, and and he, you know, working with the hospital, uh, you think the world shut down. Try working for a hospital during that mess, man. It was a uh, it was a rough road there for quite a while, but uh, I had a lot of a lot of time on my hands, and it was always something I really wanted to do. So I got it going, and uh, I think I put about I don't know 30, 45 videos out there. And the next thing I know, uh, I was back at work, and time was of short supply between work and barbecue season and all that other good stuff. You know, uh, having a wife and, and, and a family and life, and you know, it uh, it'll take the time right out of your hands. So. Uh, I, I kind of put the brakes on it for a little while because I, I want to put content out there, but I don't want to be putting content out there just for the sake of putting content out there. I want to be putting content out there that's good, that, that people are going to enjoy, and people are going to get you know use out of, and it's going to get traction. So I am picking it back up. Um, I, I've, I've got a couple in the can now, and I'm probably going to fire it up. I put out a Facebook post a, a couple weeks ago saying I was I was about ready to do it, and then I've kind of uh, talked yourself out of talked myself out of doing it. Like <laughs> Realize how much work it actually exactly. is. Exactly. Uh, I want to have enough in the can to where when I start launching them, I, I'm not having to go right back and film another one tomorrow or another one tomorrow. That's what a lot tomorrow. of people don't realize about how we do it. It's so much work, man. Um, so much work. Yeah, it, it's a lot that goes into the planning. Oh, yeah. And I, I could do so much more on the planning end before I even start a video. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've got to get better at myself. It, it's hard. Uh, we move very fast and every day, and before you know it, you look up and the day's over, and you got to go home. And it's, I mean, I go to and bed every night at nine and o'clock, and, and, and it's, <laughs> yeah, and you're getting right back up again. And I'm brainstorming. And you got a baby, man. That's <laughs> I know, I know. Cute it's wide open. Too. It uh, it never stops for me. I get it, man. Well, you know, last really couple of last things that I've got. Um, what's the most random thing you carry in your pocket every day? These are great questions. That, that's, that's pretty much, I'm not going to say useless, but you, you carry every day, but you really don't, you know. Here again, I'm a locksmith by trade. So, number one, I carry a wad of keys the size of a soft. I mean, I'm not kidding. The size of keys hearing that I carry in my pocket, I could kill somebody with that dead gun thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that's a lot <laughs> That's of a lot of keys. <laughs> I mean, but uh, that little thing right there is probably the the most random thing I carry in my pocket. Gerber came out with it a few years ago, and it, it's you know it's you got pick a, locks with that. Well, no, I man, it's screwdrivers and bottle openers, and you know I use it to clean underneath my fingernails after cooking at a contest. Real, real, real. So, so I have to ask this: You've been a locksmith, carrying that many keys. Do you carry a pick set with you? Uh, usually, but at work, and there's one in my car, so I've usually so, always got one pretty close. So, can you you pick a lock pretty good? Oh yeah, that's really. The, you know, that, that's kind of the may need to get your fingerprints on file for the reason here. <laughs> they're there somewhere, I promise you. Probably not for the reason they need to be, but they're there somewhere. Well, look, Will, I really appreciate you coming on today. Oh, absolutely, uh, you man, know, I hope everybody enjoys listening to you tell your story. I know uh, that we've been friends for years, and I always like to try to bring people on that I know that I, we can have good conversations with and talk barbecue and, and talk shop, man. And I appreciate you coming on. And, and I, uh, that's like I say, that's like I tell my final judges: always come back and talk to me because if there's one thing I can do, is sit around and talk barbecue for well, years on years. Same know? way, me. Well, look, <laughs> tell all the listeners where they can find you at on all your all your channels. And uh, your we're at uh, Smokemasters BBQ. Memphis on uh, and that's on Facebook and Instagram uh, and and Twitter and then uh, YouTube is uh, used to be Qin with Uncle Wu but nobody could figure out how to spell Qin so we changed it to barbecue with Uncle Wu so of course I, there there goes everybody's what, who's Uncle Wu well I'm Uncle Wu I have a, a back in the day had a two year old niece that uh, couldn't say L's and Will so I became Uncle Wu and uh, when you uh, have a team full of fifteen you know barbecue guys and your niece comes up and says Uncle Wu you either accept Uncle Wu and roll 
with it or you fight it. And I decided not to fight it. So uh, Uncle Wu has uh, has kind of stuck with me over the years. He's on my rubs too. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's barbecue with Uncle Wu on YouTube. And and like I said, that'll there there's some good videos on there, but there'll be some more kicking up around uh, right before Memphis in May, and we're gonna shoot a bunch from Memphis in May. So I'm I'm good looking deal. forward to that. Well, good deal. Well, thanks for coming on, Will. Absolutely. And as always, yes, sir. Be sure to always have a cold. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Shooting the Cue podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. Until next time, keep shooting the cue.